We've learned that when you give your life to Christ, you're born again. The very moment you give your life to Christ, you're a child of God. And immediately when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you according to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13. And when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you, he brings his fruit. He brings the gifts of the Holy Spirit with him. Thank you for those keys. Praise the Lord. I thought, I thought you were going to keep going for a moment. I thought, glory. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm about to give an altar call right now. Right about now. I will tune it up in Jesus' name. Now, but understand this. But, but the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, when they come in your life, they're in seed or in the baby stage or seed form. And they need to grow and be developed in your life. First Peter says it like this in chapter 1 and verse 23. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed. Everybody, everybody saw it, seed. Not of perishable seed, 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 but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. So the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you as salvation, and he brings the seed of the fruit and of the gifts of the Spirit. But to flourish as a Christ follower, the seed needs to grow in your life. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9 says, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. For they cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. John says when the Holy Spirit, when he comes and, and his seed of the fruit of the Spirit come to live inside of you at salvation, listen, what will happen is there will be a change in your life. You cannot have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you and not see some kind of change in your life. It may not happen overnight. But there will be a change in your life. This doesn't mean you will be sinless, but you will sin less. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to produce his fruit in your life. And the goal is for your life to be led by the fruit of the Spirit rather than by the flesh. But here's the problem. You give your life to Christ, your flesh always wants to do what is contrary to the fruit of the Spirit. When you become a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the seed of the fruit of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit, uh, gifts of the Spirit inside of you. The, the fruit is there. The, but, but understand this. When you become a Christian, your flesh oftentimes is stronger than your fruit. Because the flesh has been leading your life for years. And now the goal is for the fruit to grow in your life so you can stop following your flesh and start following the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 talks to us about the fruit of the Spirit. It talks about this war of the flesh and the fruit. Matter of fact, I titled today's message, Are You Led by Flesh or Fruit? Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says, so I say, walk by the Spirit, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. They're at, they're at war. The, the, they are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by 
the Spirit, if you're led, if the Holy Spirit is guiding your life, you are not under the law. Verse 19 says, the acts of the flesh. You say, Pastor, what does it look like when the flesh is leading my life? Well, you don't have to guess. It's right here. It's obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, and orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit not flesh fruit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law question is your life producing the acts of the flesh or the fruit of the spirit what's growing in your life flesh or fruit what's winning in your life flesh or fruit What's controlling your life, flesh or fruit? When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. The seed of the fruit of the Spirit is inside of you, but yet you have flesh. This dirty water represents your flesh. And what you need is the Holy Spirit, his fruit to grow. You need more of the Holy Spirit, more of his, his fruit. It's, the fruit is in you. You need it to grow. You need the Holy Spirit just to fill you because you got all that flesh. And you know what happened when you got flesh? You got flesh, you get bumped. How I many know life will bump you? Life will hit you. Some of you got all kind of stuff coming out. Not Holy Ghost. Are you cussing, telling people off, just all kind. All, and what you need is the fruit to grow. You need more of the fruit. Get that dirt up out of you. Get that flesh, because flesh has been leading you for so long, and the Holy Spirit wants to develop fruit. He wants to develop fruit. He wants to develop fruit in your life. The fruit of the Spirit versus the flesh. We want to be controlled by fruit, not flesh. Let me give you three interesting facts about the fruit of the Spirit. For all of my note takers, take some notes. For all of you that don't take notes, take some notes. I want to help you today. I want to help you. I want to help you. Number one, Christ followers do not have all the gifts of the Spirit, but do have all of the fruit of the Spirit. Interesting fact. The fruit of the Spirit is different from the gifts of the Spirit. And the Bible is clear that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given out by the Holy Spirit as He sees fit. Not everyone will get every gift of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit. And verse 7 says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. You jump down to verse number 11. It says, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes these gifts. He alone, he alone decides which gift each person should have. So, so the scripture is saying the Holy Spirit decides who he's going to give the gifts to. He decides who's going to get the gift of healing and the gift of wisdom and the gift of knowledge, the gift of discerning of spirits. The Holy Spirit decides who's going to get the gift of tongues. This the gift of the Holy Spirit is different from the personal prayer language I taught you about a few weeks ago. Then there's the gift of interpretation of tongues, the gift of prophecy, and the Holy Spirit will give you a gift. He may give some of you two or three or four gifts of the Holy Spirit, but not every person receives all the gifts. The Holy Spirit decides which gifts you get and which gifts you don't get. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is different. If you are a Christian, you will have the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of you. It's there. Matter of fact, that leads me to the second interesting fact, and that is they are called the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say fruit. Yeah, yeah. At salvation, you get the fruit, not the fruits of the Spirit. Meaning, when you get one, you get all. There are nine different characteristics that make up the fruit of the Spirit. And it's easy, it's so easy to think that you got some of the fruit of the Spirit, but you didn't get all of them. Well, God, no, I, I got some kind kiwis. I got some loving lemons, but I didn't get them patient pears. God missed me on them gentle grapes. No, 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 no. You got all the fruit. It contains all the fruit, contains all nine characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. But all the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit are in your life, and they're in seed form. They're in baby stage. That's why you can be saved and act like a jerk. Come on, anybody know any jerk Christians? Come on, anybody sitting next to one right now, huh? And need some more Holy Spirit, huh? What, what that is, when you're just a jerk Christian, your kindness is in seed form. It's in baby form, and you need your kindness. You need the characteristic of, of kindness, that, that fruit that's in your, and you, you need it to grow. But just because you don't see it manifested in your life doesn't mean the seed isn't there. If you're a Christian, you have all of the fruit of the Spirit, but you need the fruit to grow in your life. Here's the third interesting fact. Your fruit matters to God, and it should matter to you. A lot of people just don't realize how much the fruit really matters. It's a big deal to Jesus, and it should be a big deal to you. Oh, Pastor, you know, I'm a Christian, all that fruit and all that growing, oh, that's not for me. Have you listened to what Jesus said? In Matthew chapter 7, and verse 17 through 20, he says, Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Verse 19, Every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Listen to verse 20. Jesus says, thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Your fruit matters. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Just look at your neighbor and say, your fruit matters. You say, I'm a fruit inspector. I'm checking you out today. Checking out your fruit. Luke chapter number 6 and verse 43 and 44, Jesus said, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized, how? By its own fruit. You 
need to really pay attention to fruit. You need your fruit to grow. It, it matters, church. What I want to do today is I want to give you nine characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to begin them today. Nine characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Today and next week, I want to talk about these nine characteristics. And we're going to kind of dive into them some today. And then next week, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the other four characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. And then I want to talk about the number one reason why the fruit is not growing in your life. I, I know what it is. I'm going to give you the number one reason the fruit is not growing in your life. And I want to show you why it's not growing. And then I want to show you how to get the fruit to grow in your life. How to get the fruit that's in seed form or baby form to begin to grow in your life. Some of you have been a Christian for years and your fruit is in seed form. It's in, it's in baby form. It's in, it's in teenage form. And it's about time, come on, it gets to adult form. We're going to talk about how to do that. It's going to change your life next week as you learn how to get the fruit to go, to grow. Let's look at the nine characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. And the first is love. Love. This first characteristic is, is love. That's what Paul says in Galatians chapter 5. And it's not surprising that love is at the top of the list because love is not only a characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit, it is, it is literally the motivation behind all of the other eight. Love. The Greek word for love there in the fruit of the Spirit is the word agape. Agape. Agape love is, is the highest form of love in the Greek language. It's, it's a powerful word, love. It, it means literally to be selfless. It's, it's sacrificial. It's a pure form of love. It's the kind of love that Jesus has for you and me, that Jesus has for all of humanity. It's a pure, sacrificial, just a selfless type of love. That's why Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, but God demonstrates his great love love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. While you and I were far from God, Christ died for us. This is agape love. It's an unconditional love. And humans, we tend to have conditional love. We struggle with this agape thing. It's like, no, I love you. If I like you, I love you if I agree with you. I love you if you do what I want. I love you if you treat me right. But, but that's fleshly love. It's, it's conditional. But the kind of love the Holy Spirit wants to produce inside of every single Christ follower is agape love. He wants to produce this selfless, sacrificial, unconditional pure love in your heart. This is what the world needs to see from Christians. They need to see Christians who have the fruit growing in their life and they have agape love. It's big. The world can see that in our life. Jesus talked about this in John chapter number 13 and verse 34 through number, number 35. He says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. 
The world's going to recognize it by your fruit. And the world needs to see a church that is loving each other. Otherwise, the church looks just like the world. And the world says, I don't want what you got. Y'all can't even get along. You all hate each other over politics and COVID and skin color and a whole bunch of other stuff. And my prayer for the church of Jesus Christ at large is, oh, God, let the church grow in the fruit of love. And my prayer for people's church is, oh, God, let us continue to grow in the fruit of love so we will continue to love one another, no matter our differences or skin colors, our backgrounds, that the world will look at us and say, these people are full of agape love. Something is different about them. It's massive. It's massive. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, let all that you do be done in love. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 4, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Maya Angelou said, we need joy as we need air. We need love as we need air. We need each other as we need the earth we share. Church, we need each other. We need to be devoted to one another in love. That's what Paul says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Be devoted to one another. And one of the ways that we do this here at People's Church, because the Bible encourages us, you got to be devoted to one another. And we do that by gathering together. Gathering together to strengthen each other, to encourage, to care, to support, to celebrate, to help each other grow closer to God. We do this at People's Church through our small groups. And we're getting ready to start our fall semester of small groups, September the 10th. Why? So that we can do what Jesus told us to do. We can do what God's word tells us to do, to be devoted to one another. Church, can I encourage you? Get in a small group. Find a small group. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, Pastor, I love God, but I don't do people. I don't do people. People crazy. And I know where you are. You got that, you got that baby seed still. You need that seed to grow so that you can have some love and say, I'm going to do it God's word. I'm going to be devoted. I'm going to be in relationship. And I would love for some of you to lead a small group this fall. It's easy. We'll help you. It's, it will resource you. We have uh, different types of groups, whether it's a Bible study or whether it's a, a golfing or a shopping or eating, whatever your walking exercise, whatever it might be, you can turn it into a, a group together with others around the cause of Jesus Christ. And hey, August the 26th, it's going to be really easy. August 26th, after the prayer service, our prayer service goes from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. All of the campuses, everybody that wants to lead a small group, just come to the Oklahoma City campus that day. 
If you're interested in leading a small group, you say, Pastor, I, I, this is touching my heart. I'm interested. I want to learn more about leading a small group. Would you be here for prayer service that Saturday morning after the prayer service at 1015? We're going to have a small group leader rally. We're going to encourage all of our small group leaders, train, pour into all those that are interested, saying, Pastor, I want to create community. I can, I can love some people. I can care for some people. I can help some people grow closer to God. Would you be here that day? Because we're going to do what Jesus told us to do. We're going to do what God's word told us to do, to love one another to be devoted to one another in love. Here's the second characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit. Joy. Joy. Maya Angelou said, we need joy as we need air. And it's the truth. It's biblical. Joy is a characteristic of the fruit of the Spirit. And in this world where there's so much pain, so much sorrow, so much chaos, depression, anxiety, worry. We need to have the joy of the Lord as Christ's followers. We need to be recognized by our fruit. And joy is something a lot of Christians are chasing after. A lot of Christians are trying to find it. They're, they're chasing after joy rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to develop joy on the inside of them. The Holy Spirit wants to produce. He wants to develop. He wants that seed of joy to grow in your life. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, although I love to eat. Come on, somebody. But that's not what the kingdom of God is all about. It's about righteousness and peace and Joy, joy in what? Joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to produce joy in your life. Romans chapter 15 and verse number 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. May he fill you with joy. Here's my prayer. In this crazy, chaotic, no joy, everybody's sad and depressed and anxious. God, would you pour your spirit out on people's church? And would you develop joy in our hearts, joy unspeakable and full of glory, that the joy of the Lord would be our strength? It is a characteristic of the fruit of the spirit. The third characteristic is peace. Peace doesn't mean you're in a place where there's no trouble. Peace doesn't mean you won't have pain and heartache or hard work or loss or lack or disappointment or, or grieving. No, peace is being in the midst of those things and having a calmness in your heart. Church family, don't let people, problems, or the powers of darkness pull you into their storm. You pull them into your peace. I'm going to have peace. I'm going to let God develop it. Holy Spirit, develop peace inside of me, a peace that doesn't make any sense. Philippians says that God will develop a peace if you'll go to God in prayer, if you'll let the Holy Spirit work in you. You can have peace that will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Come on, we need some peace. We need some peace that will guard us when the enemy is attacking in troubles and pain. We need to have peace. Peace that comes from the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 26 and verse 3 says, He will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Oh, may we have the peace of God that only comes from the Holy Spirit. You can have peace 
in the middle of chaos if you let the fruit of the Spirit grow in your life. Number four, fourth characteristic is patience. And patience is the ability to suffer, to wait, to endure with a good attitude. And some of you have been suffering. We can know by your attitude. It hadn't been too good. But the Holy Spirit produces this patience inside of the cross for Christ follower that we're waiting, we're suffering, but we've got a good attitude and a good spirit. Listen, what comes easy won't last. What lasts won't come easy. So we say, God, give us patience. Edmund Burke said, our patience will achieve more than our force. And there are many things you can only receive in the kingdom of God by developing the fruit of patience. Patience. Lord, develop patience in me. Patience. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 12. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. How to receive the promises of God through faith and patience. The promises of God, they're inherited by faith and patience. Holy Spirit, Give us patience. Develop patience. God, give us such a patience that when our money is funny, when our physical, mental, and emotional health is unstable, when our family is acting crazy, when problems are piling up, when people are being knuckleheads, give us a patience on the inside, develop it so that we can inherit the promises for our lives. There are only, there are some promises you will only receive through faith and patience. So God, develop patience on the inside of me. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you the fifth today. Kindness. Kindness. And we live in a world where Christians justify not growing in kindness. We give ourselves a pass. We make excuses to be short with people. We make excuses to be harsh. We make excuses to be annoyed and to tell people, oh, we feel good about it. But the boss is a jerk. Well, they don't understand me. I'm being overlooked. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. But they just get on my nerves. Their personality rubs me wrong. They're too loud. They're too quiet. My favorite one is, they looked at me wrong. No, no, no. God, I think I need you to develop some kindness in my heart. I think I got some baby kindness right now. Everything getting on my last nerve. I need, some, I need, I need you to develop some things in me. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says, be kind to each other. Tenderhearted. Be, be kind kind. The scripture says in Colossians chapter number 3 and verse 12, therefore as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, kindness. God, develop kindness in me. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 4, it gives us the definition of love. And it says love is patient, love is kind, kind. Someone once said, kindness is a passport that opens doors. 
fashions friendships, softens hearts, and models relationships that can last a lifetime. Can I tell you what our world needs, what you need? Our days are better when we give people a piece of our heart rather than a piece of our mind. Oh God, I'm asking you to produce kindness in our hearts. The fruit of the Spirit. Next Sunday, we're going to look at the other four characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. And then I'm going to show you how to grow your fruit. I know this, I know this, I know this. Some of you are not seeing the fruit of the Spirit growing in your life, and you don't even know why. Been, been a Christian a long time, but your fruit's not growing. And I'm going to show you what's hindering your fruit from, go, from growing, and then I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how your fruit can grow. Because, listen, we don't want to live by flesh. We want to live by fruit. And so we need the fruit of the Spirit to be developed, Holy Spirit developed, because I got a whole lot of flesh right now. Woo! I'm getting bumped. There's some stuff coming out of me that shouldn't be coming out. You need more of the Holy Spirit. You need His fruit to be developed. You got to get out of baby stage and, and, and seed stage and teenage stage, and you need the fruit of the Spirit to grow in your life. Today, I'm not preaching to your Sundays. I'm preaching to your Mondays. I want to give you some application. I want you to really process I want you to do something with this message today. So we're going to take a little test right now. We're going to take a little test. The fruit evaluator. Get your camera out. Take a picture. This is homework. I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Some of you are bad students and you won't do anything I say, but that's okay. The rest of you, the rest of you that want to grow spiritually, get a picture of this. The fruit evaluator. And I want you to rank yourself from 1 to 10 tonight, tomorrow. I want you to, 1 being, ooh, I got a whole lot of flesh. 10 being, I got a whole lot of fruit. Now, if you rank yourself a 10, go ahead and back that thing down to a 2 because you just got a whole lot of flesh that you think you're a 10. Only Jesus is a 10. You're not a 10, all right? You are not a 10. But I want you to rank yourself. What do you need to grow? What do you need to grow? And what characteristic of the fruit do you need to grow? In a moment, we're going to worship. We're going to sing about the Holy Spirit. Don't leave early. These moments are so critical. Would you hang around? I left some time at the end so we can worship and allow the Holy Spirit to saturate us and to fill us and to help us that we can have fruit to be better dads, better moms, better husbands, better wives, better singles, better students, better at the job, better at the ball game. Quit cussing folks out. Quit, quit leaving a 2% tip. Oh, God, help us. Get some fruit in our lives. Heavenly Father, thanks for your word today. Thanks for your presence. Thanks for speaking to us. I know as a pastor, I, I need it. As a husband, as a father, as a friend, as, I need it. I need your fruit to continue to grow in my life. Have your way in these moments, I pray in Jesus' name. His eyes are closed, heads are bowed, just no moving around in this critical moment. There are some of you that are here, and I read it to you earlier, where, where the scripture says that if the seed of Christ is in you, you just can't continue to live the same way you've been living. Something has to change.
change. And, and some of you would look at your life and you're like, yeah, nothing's changed in my life. I come to church sometimes. I throw a little Jesus, a little religion on top of what I do, but I just keep doing what I do. I just do me. I live how I want to live. You know, I, I, got, I honor God a little bit. And I talk about the Lord, but I just do what I want. No, 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 no. It's very important that you understand. You're probably not a Christian. If nothing has ever changed in your life, because when the seed of Christ is in you, something will change. And today, I want you to be born again. I want you to give your life to Christ. I want the seed of the fruit, the gifts of the Spirit to come inside of you because the Holy Spirit will come with his fruit and his gifts. There are others of you that give, gave your life to Christ months ago, weeks ago, years ago, and you've just allowed the flesh. The flesh has been controlling you. You've been living how you want to live and doing what you want to do and going where you want to go and talking how you want to talk and messing around with who you want to mess around with. And you're just, you, the flesh is running your life and you find yourself far from God today. And today is the day to come back home. Today is the day to rededicate your life to the Lord. Today is the day to say, I'm going to stop following my flesh. I need the Holy Spirit to take control. I'm going to rededicate dedicate my life to the Lord. If that's you, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ because there is no fruit in your life or today you need to come back home and rededicate your life back to the Lord. There's forgiveness, there's grace, there's mercy. God has purpose and a plan for your life. I'm going to count to three, just shoot your hand high in the air and I'm going to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus today. One, two, three, just lift it high if that's you right now. I see your hand. I see your hand there. See your hand. See your hands. Come on. See your hands. Hands going up all across this building. I see your hand. Come on Midwest City. Who over at Midwest City? Who over at Northwest? Just lift your hand high. Indianapolis, just lift your hand high. People are coming to faith in Christ. People are recommitting to Christ today. Online, just click the raise your hand button or just write yes in the chat line. Would you do that, sir? Would you do that, ma'am? Write yes in the chat line. Say yes to Jesus today. Is there somebody else? I'm waiting just another moment. You're here and you know your life's not right with God. You're living how you want to live. Would you throw your hand up today? You say, I need Jesus to forgive me. I need salvation. I need grace. I need mercy today. That's it. Is there someone else? Is there someone else? so awesome. I'm going to ask every hand that's raised just to pray this prayer with me right there at your seat. Just pray this with me. Confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. God is going to wash away your sins today. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, I turn away from sin and I turn my life to Jesus. I believe he's the son of God. He died on the cross. He rose again for my sins. And I thank you today, Heavenly Father, for forgiving me, washing me, cleansing me, and I thank you from this day forward, because the Holy Spirit lives in me, I'm going to live my life to please you and not my flesh. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.